Hi, I'm James. And I'm Drew. And welcome to Graphic Support Group, a mindful podcast for the design industry and the self, where empathy and the creative cloud meet. Join us as we delve into the mind and soul of graphic design, from PSDs to PTSD. This is Graphic Support Group. Support Pod. We're here with Igor Bastidas. Did I get your yeah. last name right? Uh, he's yep. a Venezuelan uh, animator and illustrator based in Brooklyn. Uh, he's worked with esteemed clients such as Apple, Nike, the New York Times. Uh, and we wanted to talk to him today about his unique illustration style, his ways of visual thinking and communication, and just kind of get to know how he operates. So thanks for uh, being on graphic support part, Igor. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. We're, I'm a bit huge fan personally. Yeah. So yeah. it's really Thank awesome you. that you are coming on. By the way, this is the first time that, that I, I do something like this. Oh, cool. oh wow. I, I, yeah. I always say no, because my English <laughs> is, is a shit. But well, yeah. let's see what's happening here. Yeah. That's okay. We're all uh, he's in Korea. Yeah, uh, it's an international actually. podcast. So, so it's the uh, morning there, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's uh, eight thirty or eight twenty in the morning now. Uh, yeah, I know. So, um, I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, do you want to add anything to your bio? Is there anything going on that you um, maybe add to that bio? Or, well, um, I'm from Venezuela, as you just said. Um, mm-hmm. I studied graphic design in Caracas. Um, uh, I never studied illustration. That is something that I have, I have uh, doing since I was a child. Uh, and at some point of, of my life, I, I, I was working for a bunch of advertising agencies back mm-hmm. then in Caracas for around 14 years, something like that. Wow. Cool. And at some point, I just decided to to do to be full full time freelance in Caracas, mm-hmm. that was like six years ago. Um, yeah, I just decided to be freelance and just just make a living with my illustrations. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know by that time how to do animation. Yeah. So wow. I cool. I just learned everything by uh, you know watching YouTube YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty so, amazing, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool. So I think we always tend to forget this question. Um, so I guess we'll just go ahead and, and start with our, our recurring question about um, what, <clears throat> what episodes or what experiences in your design career have affected you emotionally or psychologically? Oh, the question yeah. that we sent you earlier. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> this uh, is the, 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 the heavy one. Yeah, yeah, it's a, I don't know. Um, well, apart from the struggling that everybody had last year mm-hmm. with the COVID situation, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I I am always dealing with uh, this decision 
of um, keeping myself like being freelancing mm -hmm. versus working for uh, a company or a studio or whatever it is because um, working in, in, in New York City as a freelance is not easy at all. Yeah. It's very difficult. Uh, you can spend like three months with a bunch of work and uh, I mean fantastic projects like you are like so happy and then you have like three months without nothing like right um and that's i'm i'm good with that uh at this point of my life but maybe in the future i don't know if, if you want to have a family or right if you if you want to have kids maybe i will need something more solid mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm dealing with that. I'm not sure. Um, as I said before, I, I, I was working for advertising agencies right. for a long time. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I passed that stage of my career and I need right. to do something different. Right. But yeah, that's the main questions that yeah, I, I have to myself. I freelanced in New York for like two, three years. And I, I also like, did a lot of stuff that I uh, was like going in-house at the advertising agency or like go work on a project with the studio. But uh, it was always very nerve wracking. Like after the month long contract or the, the project can stops, like I have to have something lined up all the time. Yeah. And then also like I worked with like a recruiter or someone who was like sort of my agent. And that was always like a weird juggle. So it's, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Agent. Yeah. And then also, yeah. uh, for freelancers, the tax situation is really burdensome because you have to like save up a bunch of money to to like be taxed later. So that's always like a, a accounting problem that you have to like calculate in your head. So that adds to the stress and anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that. But coming from Venezuela, when where you don't pay tax at all, <laughs> so it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I was yeah. talking wow. with my friends. Yeah, Venezuela is a totally different story. So. I I was talking with my friends when I when I moved to New York and they told me this thing about the tax and all the the amount of money that they take from you work. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe that. It's insane. But I am I just got used to it. So yeah, yeah it's important. I was going to ask too like if like in terms of freelancing as an illustrator like I know just in basically watching like the illustration uh kind of landscape from uh where i am which is like sort of an illustrator but not really like i'm somewhere in the middle but like i work in-house um as a freelance illustrator like is it hard to think about like how the longevity of like the, what you're doing like in terms yeah. of like certain illustrators you know they'll be like tons of work like everyone wants to use them but then it's like the saturation effect i know that's that's yeah that's crazy uh, that's why we have to we are as a freelance artist we have to keep changing keep offering something new to the to this uh to this world of you know of animation and illustration you you can uh, with, with the globalization you have like a lot of people doing the same thing that you do and uh, that looks like the same thing so have you you have to keep uh, you know, searching for something new, something different, something is more interesting, in order to keep your in the in the public eye. You know, is that and also you have to use the network. You have to use use Instagram. <laughs> you have to do a lot of a bunch of things. 
Yeah, like but a yeah. lot of self-promotion. That like yeah, self-promotion. It's I hate that, but I have to do it. You're doing a good job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was just curious, like, what your story has been coming from Venezuela to New York, like. Um, you, you mentioned a little bit that you studied graphic design, but you didn't study illustration. So like yeah. kind of how you develop your illustration to, to get the confidence to freelance and then also take the, your freelance career to New York. Uh, I think I never stopped drawing, uh, mm-hmm. since I, you know, I, I, I like drawing since I was a child. So mm-hmm. I never stopped doing that. Um, um, and I think in some in some point, um, I, I was like an art director in this all these agencies, but my main skill was always the illustration. Okay. So I I made a lot of freelance since uh, at the same time when I was working for these agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those freelance were you know outside of Venezuela for other countries in Latin America, like Peru, Argentina, Brazil, mm-hmm. and also United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I got uh, an email from an art director from, <clears throat> I'm sorry, from the New York Times mm-hmm. back then in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she, she saw my work in Behance or something. And she commissioned some uh, uh, one, one single illustration for, for for an article, and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, cool, I will do that. Um, and, um, I did this illustration, which is this girl jumping in a rope, mm-hmm. um, and it was really great. Uh, it was a successful project. Um, and from that point, I I begin to receive some you know emails from the New York Times. Another um, from Converse, um, from MTV. Um, it was like really weird for me, like what just happened here. Um, I just told them, like, like um, we have to, maybe we have to move to the United States because um, <laughs> something is happening here. Um, by the way, by that time, Venezuela was just a disaster. Um, right. Just as, as it is right now. So, I I I was freelance, but I didn't have work in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. All the clients were out of the country, and they didn't have the money or anything to work with me. So I spent like a year without having anything, um, just working for some small clients in the United States. Um, at the same time, I was working on my visa. I was working on my visa. I spent two years, something like that, working on my visa. And I got that visa, the EB1. Uh, we just moved to New York, and I have been here for four years. Okay, uh, great. Wow. Yeah. So it was like professional as well as like kind of conditional with the the situation that you were living in in Caracas. Yeah, for sure. Like motivated you to also change your scene. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. I really love to. I I really like my country, but. You know, what you see in your what what is Venezuela right now is a totally different country. That right, 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 right. Uh, it's a different situation. So yeah. Right. So is your family still in Caracas? Yeah, my mom is, is still there. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm working on that as well. Yeah. My mom is there. Yeah. 
mm. and all my you know my my cousins are in Miami and everybody is outside so my my mom is there oh, okay um, so your mom's like pretty much the last one left there yeah yeah pretty okay. much yeah wow um so I'm curious like having I I I used to live in New York and you know I also felt the sort of need to be there as a young creative I'm wondering like you know like for you like there was sort of like political situations as well as like your your like professional career sort of lined up with being in New York but like now that you've been there for 4 years like what are some of the things that you think still benefit you like what are the big changes that you had to go through like um yeah that could be change. as simple as like dealing with the weather yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um i don't i don't know um i really like to i really love to to live here uh, mm-hmm. i i find some uh, i mean i get inspired in so many ways uh by living here in new york um in some point this is looks really similar to caracas uh, okay. in terms of you know it's the cows and the people and you know the the noise and everything caracas is pretty much like this mm-hmm. um so i think i don't know maybe i need that cows or that mm-hmm. kind of situation you know the random that those random elements um in my life to get inspired in you know, in some way mm-hmm. um uh, what have changed here i don't know i have been working uh from home since the first day <laughs> so I, I and I really like it. I really love it. Uh, I prefer this way to uh, rather than being on working with people. Um, I feel really comfortable, on, you know, working from my home, uh, walking my dog. Uh, if I I want to get out and see my friends, I just grab my bike and I go there. But I really like this kind of this process of, of being freelancing at home. It's a new day. Relax. Rest your hands gently in your lap. Breathe in and slowly let go. You have confidence. You have clarity. You have Adobe InDesign. Today, you are going to make creative decisions that will bolster your client's value and hopefully yours as well. You've been waiting for a project like this for years. Now is your chance. Shine bright. Upgrade your portfolio and upgrade yourself. Drew and I were really curious 
about your style and like how you developed it um uh just like you you mentioned that you've drawn all all your life but like have you drawn in that style all your life or is that something you started to develop as you're doing more and more illustration um um that's yes that's a good question um yeah i have i have been with that style for so long i mm -hmm. i remember some illustrations that i that, that i made back then in caracas um mm -hmm. i was you know seeing this work so like the last week and i i i thought i this is pretty much like my style right now mm -hmm. um which is it's weird and it's and it's i think it's great and that, that because that's it's really hard to find you know your your voice your personality yeah, totally when you are an illustrator and that's really important um <clears throat> but i think my work is uh, changing um uh, year by year i i am trying to be more simple um mm -hmm. i trying to use more geometric shapes uh, mm -hmm. and less organic trays um yeah. i am dealing with that um i i like really more really much to define my style with two tendencies like i need a, a need for formal perfection that i suppose come from my graphic design background because that was why i studied and also i uh, i need for um the free expression like something more <clears throat> predictable some, something more improvised mm -hmm. so yeah that's what that that's i am i always try to keep those like points of uh, of reference of format for when i when i do illustration or animation that's a really interesting uh, kind of tension you set up. So it's like one's like a little bit more rule based and kind of orderly. And then the other is like your expressive improvisational style and sort of trying to balance those harmonies together. Um, yeah. This is one, one kind of interpretation of your work is that you mentioned you like to make it simple and you like to keep it simple, but um, there's like a lot of complexity to your work. Um, so I think mean, I have two questions. One is like, uh, I think this is just my opinion, but I think there's some kind of like utopia or like something very idyllic about your work. It's like very simple shapes. Your color palette is very primary as well. Uh, and I'm wondering like, do you feel like through your work, you're trying to present sort of a a vision of how you see the world something very balanced something very like you know you know I idyllic or kind of um you know perfect <laughs> that's really interesting to see to, yeah. to hear um i don't know um well everybody always says that my work is you know is fun and playful mm -hmm. um and bold but that is not what you see when you interact with me <laughs> I mean I do have a sense of humor for sure uh, yeah. I always make I am always making jokes my my wife just you know get upset with me because I I not take anything seriously but, <laughs> me, too. Um, me too yeah but um I'm a serious person I'm, I'm more like a shy person because mm -hmm. when I ha when I am with people I don't know so my my social skills are more into 
illustration, mm-hmm. and visual arts. I don't know. Uh, it, it's I think it is there when I when I draw, but mm-hmm. it may not be there when I have a conversation with somebody. I think also like maybe another way to describe it is like peaceful, but not. I mean, it almost is has a quality of like. I mean this in the best way, but like, uh, like, like the sort of simplicity and like whimsicality of like a children, like children's story, but like for adults. So like the complexity (laughs) of what your material is like, there's like so much depth in like the concepts Mm -hmm. and like so many like smart decisions in terms of like how you simplify really complicated ideas. Mm-hmm. And I was really interested in a like how you come to those like like I'm looking at one right now on this uh, on my other screen. I keep looking over here like the guy he's like holding up the uh, male symbol mm. like for for like that one. It's just like I never even would like things that like n- most people would never think of, but it's like so clear. Oh, but it's such you. a complicated idea. Like mm-hmm. he, it's basically like what like. Ma- masculine bird burden of being a like straight white man <laughs> like yeah. a, lo- a long part of the time or, or the work in progress is me just thinking about the idea about the concept i think that's really important and if you put like and i i spend like 60 percent of my time just thinking on the idea um um, then I spend like the forty, the other forty percent, like just doing the illustration. That is really quick. Um, but if you, if I don't have the idea, uh, I prefer not to take the, not, not to grab the pencil and do nothing. So mm-hmm. that's really important for me. You know, the concept and the that's that's the, that's the base of of my work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I um, mean that that's like very interesting to think about too because it doesn't look like it looks so casual and effortless in a sense but it's clear that there's like so much thought and especially the animations like they're so like puzzles almost like so we we were both really curious about like yeah that was our, my process. second question like uh do you feel like i mean now that you've sort of got the basics of animation down like do you feel like you like to set up sort of puzzles or challenges to your to your animations or your styles where it's like I kind of want to figure out how to twist it this way or like how do you kind of think about animation in a well, problem solving way I use a bunch of reference when when I when it, it have to do with the movement mm-hmm. I use my wife <laughs> I just grab my <laughs> phone I think can you do this for me like if you are surfing the floor <laughs> and, you, and my wife is like, okay there, you, there we go again um i always do that or i look for reference in internet um Mm -hmm. or i do by myself um because it's hard to to understand the movement of the of the body you don't study that at all (laughs) right so yeah i have been improving my my technique in terms of animation i used to do everything with my mouse Mm -hmm. and direct to the computer which is like is crazy mm-hmm. um and two year and uh, one year ago i just bought the ipad mm-hmm. and i just doing the illustration in the ipad okay. um 
I work with Illustrator. I do all my, I, I like to do all my animations frame by frame um, in Illustrator. And then I, I export everything to After Effects. That's a way that, uh, that's really uh, a difficult way of resolve this. But I think there is something there that it's part of my style um, because it's really different. I have been talking with other animators and they, they don't understand why I use Illustrator. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the layers are from Illustrator. This, but yeah, whenever, I, whenever I was like looking at your work for inspiration, I'd be like, "How does he draw this in Illustrator?" Like, I don't even know how you, because it looks like so organic sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's the pen tool. I mean, not to get too technical, but like you're yeah, you're yeah, using yeah. the pen tool or right now, yes. But I used to do everything with with the mouse, um, and I I just got used to it i was really fast working with the mouse <laughs> um but it's all vectors right or is it yeah like that your... they are all vectors yeah wow. but i always use my my sketchbook i do some like the frame by frame i i see like i do some illustrations here and then i you know i move the page and i see oh this works so let's let's go yeah let's flip up. let's go to the other stage let's use the computer to like double up on the whole like it looks really effortless and it looks so clean and perfect, but it's like clearly very laborious work. Like right, is the process, is the process like meditative? Is it like frustrating? Oh, like- I love it. Uh, it's totally meditative. It's like the, it's like a mantra, as you said here. No, it's, it's like a, a, a state of mind. I, I love, I just love, I am visualizing in my brain, like the final result of my work. And that's my motivation to keep doing this like frame by frame because I have in my mind everything. Uh, I really enjoy that process. Of course, I, I drink a lot of coffee to do that <laughs> work. Really, all the weekends and late nights. I, f- I actually think that's interesting too because it's like there is, it, because of the clients that you've had uh, the opportunity to work with, like your style has actually taken on somewhat of a like intellectual kind of like higher mentality. I know I, I am uh, not intellectual at all, so that's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like it actually has it's like like redefining what in sort of like I think the New Yorker is a great example of this, like this sort of like snooty publication that mm-hmm. sort of thinks they're better than everybody else, but they love to use these kinds of like like yeah. i don't know it is interesting it's almost like your style is sort of like a an extension of the new yorkers like not on purpose but like yeah. the ethos there well i think what's interesting actually igor is that like i think what drew's getting at is that like you're working for these publications that are quite inaccessible maybe highbrow or like elite but the way you show your work and the way you draw like it's very accessible like anybody That's can really understand cool. it and anybody can approach it and they do not feel like intimidated by it. So I think that's a really great quality to your work. Um, I'm really wondering, cool yeah, I'm wondering actually, cause we were also thinking like your work doesn't have like a sort of cultural imprint. Like it's not like Venezuelan obviously, or it's not like, you know, it's not like, you know, um, like Bauhaus modern or anything, but I'm wondering like if that sort of, identity of like not being referenced by anything like 
it definitely reminds me of certain things. Like there's a children's book illustrator called Richard Scarry, who like visually looks very different, but like the kind of complexity and like the energy that's in it is very similar. And there's a old cartoon, like a educational cartoon series called Schoolhouse Rock. I'm just like curious about those influences for you. Yeah, those are more a uh, bunch of uh, some of my influence for sure. The the Sesame Street and all that you mentioned, I love that work. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I I always try to avoid that. Like I am from Latin America and I have to do something related with Latin America. Yeah, in spirit, I don't I don't like that at all because I think that's uh, I don't know a cliche. Yeah. Um, I, I try to be, keep myself like more, I don't know, globalized, I mean, my more yeah. universal speaking that everybody can't understand what I am trying to, to say. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I always try to, or I, uh, I try to use, um, that side of my brain that is more emotional and less, uh, rational. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I, I really try to do that um, when I work, which is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think that's maybe a good way to find like a stronger style to, to you know, to find something difficult to imitate. Right, I want right, to keep right. myself, you know, keep my keep my brain working from the emotional side rather than the smart side. Right. I right. want to do or more deep and personal on less idea less ideal mm-hmm. conceptually speaking support now? We love hearing from the design community. Call us at 202-507-9158. Please share your story with us after the tone. We'll do our best to respond on our podcast. Please leave a name or alias, design role, and location. Thank you for your call. also curious like you mentioned how like I, I think you're talking a little bit more about the animation process but like how it's very meditative for you and I'm wondering if you have any other like activities outside of the work that kind of help you get in that mindset like exercise or like meditation or any like emotional or spiritual practices that you might have yeah 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 for sure um yeah um yeah, I have my rituals. I uh when I have time, I like to go out with my bike. Um mm-hmm. just after I don't know, reading reading the brief or the draft, 
I go out with with my bag without having any destination, just just doing wow. exercise. I put nice. something in Google Maps and I go there, you know, just just the the travel. Mm -hmm. um, that works really well for me to clear my mind. Mm -hmm. um, then I use music. I love to use music uh, to work. I really like ambient, ambient music to think on my proposals, you know, from the very first moment of the process. Um, I like the kind, that kind of music, like the ambient one to get concentrated. Um, mm -hmm. Then I use any kind of music to do the illustrations and animation. Mm -hmm. But the, that first stage I like to look at, I like to keep like an ambient stage like mm -hmm. of music like um, to get on in the clear mind. Nice. Um, what are some favorites? I'm curious. <laughs> I really like uh, a bunch of things. I really like Brian Eno. Um, I always, I am really bad with the nom with the names. I have like a playlist, <laughs> which I call the songs, songs of, of silence. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I have a bunch <laughs> of things there. Yeah. Uh, I've been like soup getting really into ambient music lately too. So, uh, by just... the way, I, I really love, I really love what you do with those, with those breaks, um, uh, meditation breaks that do, <laughs> that's amazing, man. That's Elizabeth Leeper right there, everybody. She's our friend yeah, from our, grad school. She's, yeah, she's got like the most amazing voice. You have yeah. to do that. You you have to do something with that. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> I would like to to you know to to use that before work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really cool. I mean, maybe we can do one. We can have her read one that's like just for you next time. Yeah, yeah. So we have. We, <laughs> I, I I we had to reuse one last week because we've asked her to do so many and. Yeah, I just wanted okay. to give her a break too, but also like, yeah, she's just like helping us. Like, literally, I wrote the things, and then I thought of her immediately and just yeah. like texted her, and then she like sent back a recording, and it was like perfect. Yeah. Uh, what about the music? Out to Elizabeth Leeper. Oh, the music is me actually. I yeah, make, I make. You like it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Man. I have an album of uh, ambient stuff actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll I'll send you the link. But... Uh, I'm always trying to make like music and things, but um, yeah, I mean, that's sort of where that, cause I'm obsessed with music. I work at pitchfork and like, I'm like always trying to kind of meld those two worlds together. And I think this, I think actually this podcast is sort of inspired by like ambient music to a degree <laughs> or like, yeah, for sure. Like the sort of like space that, that your vibe. head gets yeah. into. Yeah. Cause it's really only can happen. Like there really is a very specific place where your mind goes when you're listening to something like that. Yeah, and I don't sure, think, sure. uh, actually I was watching the film sisters with transistors. Have you heard about that? Um, no, I don't think so. It's, uh, it's about like all the women who were pioneers in electronic music and it's like mm -hmm. amazing. And oh, there's some like really wild music in there. Oh, I would um, check that for sure. Yeah. It's really cool. James, you should check it out. Yeah. Too. I have, I, I, I saw you promote it. It is amazing, like, but yeah, like stuff where it's like people like recording like the sound of a city, just like put a microphone out in the city and it has like that's a tone. amazing, and then yeah, that's like, amazing. That they, they become the um the, this amazing sound designer that worked with me for the short film. Mm -hmm. He used to. Was that the he, Apple one? Yeah, the Apple one. Yeah, it's so good. Thank yeah. you, man. It's amazing. Um. Sorry, that was a tangent, but 
Oh no, no, great tangent. Um, so I was also I think you kind of talked about this a little bit, but like I'm curious what your thoughts are of like your advantages that you have being able to communicate visually and like what you're thinking sort of behind like how to sort of communicate something like you're communicating these very complex ideas through like visuals and sort of what what's important to you when you're speaking in that language yeah i think the main thing here is to uh to make something complicated simple that's that's my challenge that's my goal so i that's what i take my time to if we are talking about editorial work i take my time to read the article I always uh, ask for a draft because I really need to to read the the whole thing, and then I I you know I take I take some part of the of the draft like this is the core of what the writer is saying right now. So this is important, and this is also important. So I use that for my illustration. Yeah, like I, I need that everybody can is able to understand uh, in an easy way. Yeah. I'm curious also, like, in that editorial process, like, where you separate, like, okay, Igor has is going to say it this way, and the writer is saying it this way. Like, yeah. when you kind of combine the two, or when you sort of separate the two, like, I know when I was working at a, like, a magazine, that was sort of a struggle, because I could, t- I could kind of feel when the editors or the reporters have a certain vision, and, uh, I think that it's actually better communicated when it's this way. Like, sort of, how do you juggle those those two opinions? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think that I, I that's why I do like four or three different sketches, um, mm-hmm. so they can't pick one. I always mm-hmm. suggest like this is my by the way this is my favorite one, but mm-hmm. most of the time they don't like that option. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have to stop doing this because I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like they they. They want to, you know, be the art directors and right, decide. Right. They, but I have the lucky for uh, of work with a bunch of amazing art directors. Um, in New York Times and New Yorker, they are, they are, they have really good taste, mm-hmm. and they always you know, like uh, send me feedback that improve the pro the, the illustration. Uh, mm-hmm. That usually is what happened. Sometimes not. Sometimes yeah. I have to like, you know, like. Uh, be brave and say like I don't I'm not agree with that solution mm-hmm. and I say why. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the tricky thing with uh, the those newspapers is you don't have time for dealing with <laughs> what uh, what other kind of um, solution you can offer. You you have to yeah. take one or nothing. So, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, the yeah. deadlines are like insane, right? It's like, crazy. It's crazy. Like really crazy. A few hours. Sometimes, yeah, I I just say no to one like uh, four o'clock p.m um a sketch by in in two hours and the finals by tomorrow morning so i i was working in three projects at the same time i I have to say no that i can't do it yeah wow (laughs) and it's interesting also i think that's like kind of interesting to hear you say like hear you say like what your favorite some often gets rejected because sometimes i think that translation process it's like the, the, the benefit of working with a good editor when you're writing. It's like the editor can do the job of like the reader and the audience 
And sometimes our first interpretation is not always the the best or right one because we may be seeing it from our perspective rather than some more general audience. So I think that's interesting to hear. Um, yeah, yeah, that happens I'm, sometimes. I'm sometimes, sometimes um, I I I didn't say anything. Like these are my proposals. Pick whatever you right. want. And I have this feeling. I have, I have this this thought. Like the first sketch that you show and the last one that you show are the main one are the mm-hmm. uh, my wife told, like told me like that's a trick like th- what you put at the middle is not like uh it's less important for some reason hmm. uh, i don't mm-hmm. know if that is true but i use that i know and there is always you know they pick the last one or the first one that's crazy that's interesting how do you yeah. are you like protective over your process like how do you uh deal with feedback and like you know how, how, how do you structure it in such a way that you allow for feedback? Cause it does seem like so intense in terms of time and like energy that it must be hard to like revise. I think I have lucky. Uh, I don't have uh, so many problems with the feedback. Uh, um, um, I, I am really patient at this moment of my life. I used to be really like, I don't like that, you know, when I was younger, but at this point, like, I think yeah, I think you are right. I I think we can we can have a point of you know of solution if we work together. I always try to be patient and you know, uh, yeah, easy to work with. Uh, you know because I know that they have like a bunch of stress working on on this newspaper. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have to be patient with. with yeah, I mean, those, how do you process. how do you balance like? the patience, the pressure, the time, and the relational aspects. Like those for me, I mean, even working in-house with people who, you know, I know relatively well and like have good relationships with, like how do you handle that? Because it seems like a lot of, it's like very intense. It is very intense. I think, um, I think as as long as you made you know more than one option, I think I you will be fine. Or at least that my that my situation. I, when I do just two options, I put myself in a difficult situation. Like on yeah. the and the and the art director as well. Like man, I need something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but when I do like four different options, um, and also my sketch are not that rough. Uh, my sketch are really like the final illustration, really mm. refined. Wow. So that's helped to understand the idea as well. So, so you do like I, one frame, almost basically final. For... When yeah, if we for the if idea. I am, yeah, if I am doing some something animated, I I I do like um, three different frames. I have to do it mm. if I am doing some kind of animation from mm. today to tomorrow. But yeah, if we're talking about uh, twenty seconds long animation, that's a different process. I will need that. I will. I will need more time for sure. So your brain actually works in terms of like you need to see the frames and present those as concepts, almost with, with like a, fu- finished. Yeah, yeah. No, well, in black and white, just lines. Oh, black and no, white okay. without without color. Yeah. But then, in terms of like concepting like is it ever a point where you're 
you have a mindset that you get into where you're like unable to come up with an idea. <clears throat> let me see. Let me see. No, no. I obligate myself to find something. Um, you can find some, you know, tricky, um, tricky tools in terms of illustration to do something more generic and less deep into the article. If you don't find something, you know, uh, really strong, you no, know, mm -hmm. you can do so. You can always. Uh, I think the practice makes that you know more easy for an illustrator. You, if if you are blocked and you you can understand what is the best solution for an article, maybe you can you can you can use some old ideas that you have and mm -hmm. transform them in something for this. You know, for instance. Yeah, so you you have like a good collection. You have a kind of like a memory of all the like ideas that haven't been used. Also, yeah, I have a bunch of yeah, I have a bunch of uh, a sketch, uh, rejected sketch. <laughs> Are you but, like um, super organized too? Is that like part of it? I, I I really like to be really organized, like creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have everything like the year, the month, the day. Um, wow. When I say in the finals, I like to put the date because you never know you you never know what can happen with the finals. Um, right. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't send this that this day. Oh, you can see the date there. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm curious, also, like you know, you're working with these very highly literate, highly um, sophisticated publications. Um, like, do you ever find some issues with the language barrier, um, yes, both, sure. both in communication as well as like understanding the content? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I I read the article, but I have my Google Translate by my side. Mm -hmm. It's my best friend. Mm -hmm. I I use that a lot. Um, but I am I know I am improving uh, day by day my English. Mm. But yeah, I. Definitely spend more time reading an article uh, than a person from from the United States. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm curious, also, like, do you feel like that has been a weird advantage for you? In what sense, like, like, because I, because I, you know, I live in Korea, and I'm Korean is not my like uh, native language, although I'm Korean American. Like, sometimes I find myself like because I have to read slower. I have to read a little bit more carefully. Sometimes I pick up on things that a normal Korean reader might just like skim over. So I'm wondering if if that like that the like, translation process and having to sit with the article a little longer kind of helps you sometimes digest. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. If you put that in in that way, yeah, I think that's helped me a lot. Like I when I grab this phrase from the article, like a little mm -hmm. paragraph. I, I translate that into Spanish in the more in the simpler way that I, I can do it. And mm -hmm. that's helped me to visualize the illustration mm. as simple mm -hmm. as possible. Mm. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. So you have mm. like the translation helps make the For sure. visual more sometimes, yeah. 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 Sometimes, really sometimes not. Sometimes well, it's kind not. of like what is lost in translation versus what isn't kind of helps yeah. actually yeah. in terms of like the me the pure meaning of what's being said like that's yeah. it yeah. that's it that's yeah because exactly we were all both we were talking about how like really at the core of what your work is like so universal 
because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like anyone can understand it. Like a kid could understand it. I mean, there's certain things that wouldn't make sense to a kid, but I think like the general vibe or even like the tone would come across yeah. even to mm-hmm. like a two-year-old. But at the same time, like the ideas are so complicated sometimes that like they really have a like fun twist. It's like a brain puzzle. Like I've, yeah. I've read a few like, headlines about your work or whatever that it's like the brain like puzzles for the brain or whatever like do you see it that way or is it more um do you like take pride in this like universal kind of perspective for sure for sure that's that's the future i think (laughs) um um, i I think in the the future everybody will be we will find a way to understand like from china from venezuela from united states in the same way um, I am working a lot with Korea, with China, um, with Japan. Mm. Um, though these these two last years, and they they told me like, by the way, your work is like trending right now. The illustration that you do for Apple, I, everybody loved that here. And I was I was like, wow, this is really crazy in in in, Ch- in China. Yeah. Um, I but I really love that. Um, that's that's. That's the main thing. Like I, I want to everybody to understand uh, and to have fun with my work. You know, to inspire, mm-hmm. to 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 get the people inspired. Is it like fun? Would be a guiding principle for all of it. Like, where does the, where does play and fun like factor into your mindset and like why and your motivation? Sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> like. does play like the idea of like play or being playful and like fun guide your your whole practice would you say yeah i think so yeah i think and where does Um, that come from i I think that's really on me i that's when i talk about the emotional part of my brain that's that part because i i don't rationalize i don't think um uh about that at all that just happening Mm -hmm. you know um, the the funny part, like the the, the joke, I just have mm-hmm. that in my brain. Like that's why I I am trying to to push more more my work, my personal work at least, uh, into the emotional side, mm. unless the the ideal side, like the the rational one. Mm. Mm. But is is there like any sort of like, um. I don't even know what I'm trying to like, what do you think of or like, who do you look to for like inspiration ideologically, like in terms of like these kind of, I mean, um, I am sure that I have my influence, like from my childhood, I used to love like the Simpsons, that Soul Mm -hmm. Park, um, what else, everything from MTV in the nineties when Mm -hmm. it was cool, not right now. Um, (laughs) I don't what even else? know what it's like now. How old are you? I'm 32. Okay. I'm 39. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's those are my influence. Like, um, yeah, I really love that, those. And what those. what was it about that? Like, just in terms of like, because I'm also wondering in terms of like philosophy, like, like what is the philosophy behind it, or is it just sort of embedded in? that kind of sense 
because also I do I noticed that there's like a whole lot of psychedelic energy in a lot in some of the work, not all of it, but like some of it. Um, and sure, I was just sure. curious too. Um, I have a bunch of influence. I uh, I get inspired. Um, I don't know. I I love Ajao Miyazaki, uh, for instance. Uh, for instance, I love uh, Taylor Swash. Um, I love uh, some illustrator from Venezuela from the 60s, like Pedro Leon Zapata, Abilio Padron. Uh, I really like Robert Crump, mm-hmm. um, Milton, Milton Glaser, mm-hmm. um, Will Binton. Will Binton um, uh, I think I, I always have those genius in my in my brain, like mm-hmm. in a collage way. <laughs> and I just I think when I work, maybe I just pick some of him or some of their like you know like working with a collage mm-hmm. to make an idea maybe that's is the answer yeah the answer i mean i them. feel like i i relate to the humor and the fun and like the joy aspect a lot and and i've always wondered like what it is like someone like seymour schwast or um milton glazer for instance like what is it about that work that is so enjoyable to you i mean i can't really answer it myself but i'm curious if you could try maybe maybe just i'm sorry maybe are you know the compositions i'm i'm not sure it is just about the fun part of the the work because i i think those artists are more like you know the smart ones like more graphic design wise uh, Mm -hmm. rather than something fun but I think the, the fun part is just in me. I, I really don't know how to answer answer that. Um, maybe it's because I am from from the Caribbean. Maybe it's because I am from Latin America. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so <laughs> one thing we like to do uh, on the podcast is come up with like a mantra. Um, and I, th- I think I have a good one for this one. Um, simplicity is universal. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. That's um, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we're kind of wrapping up on time here, but Igor, is there any like uh, developments you want to share? Some new work coming out? Um, people you want to shout out? I'm working on some more contemplative animations. Mm-hmm. I They're have great. like three more, but I, I'm working on that. I just finished a, a really nice project with some client in China that I, I'm waiting to show. Cool. Uh, nice. Like three short animations. I was working yeah. two months. That was crazy time timeline, but um, you will see that on my Instagram for sure. <laughs> nice. Um, um, that's it. <laughs> I think it'd be awesome to do like a meditation recording with one of your contemplative oh, animations. Oh yeah, that would be so. That would awesome. be awesome. That will be. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, we should <laughs> talk about that. I mean, we we have a very non-existent budget, but uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I will. I mean, actually, yeah, that would be so fun. I I gotta write a good one though. I I'm yeah. kind of I'm just amazed at how many ideas. Like even just scrolling through, like even if you just Google search your name, like I can't even believe how many you've done. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so there's so many ideas and each one is like very unique to a degree. Right. Right. Um, and that t- to me is like really like, that's why I'm so curious. Like if you ever run out of ideas, 
Because it's just like, haven't you Not- done like everything that's possible? <laughs> I, I feel like that's that. probably also like a part of your uh I feel like it's 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 cool to hear that you're you're very organized because like being organized probably keeps all those ideas like available to you. For so, sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, um thanks so much. This has been Yeah, awesome. thank you for ha- uh, thank you for making the time. It's been great talking to you. Thank you guys. Thank you.